Welcome to Prepare to Care, the ARP podcast with resources and tools to support the millions of family caregivers who provide unpaid care to their loved ones. I'm Marie Pierre, your host. Now, winter is upon us, and so is the holiday season. No matter what holiday you celebrate, November and December are times of connection with family, of traveling, of gift-giving, cooking, festivals, services, and so much more. But with so much to see and do, there is also more for family caregivers to do. Stress and depression become more prevalent during the holiday season. So what can we do proactively as caregivers to set ourselves up to have a successful and joyful holiday? Today, we've invited one of our favorite guests, Isabel Longoria, with the ARP Houston office. And Isabel will share with us tips and best practices for caregivers this holiday season. Everything from gifts to buy to ways to uh, address distress or feelings that might come up. Coming up on Prepare to Care. So Isabel, welcome back. Hey, thanks. I'm excited to be here as always. So this is Thanksgiving. We just got done with Thanksgiving. Christmas is in a month. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, yeah. There's a great deal going on right now. And it's particularly uh, both joyful and a very busy time for caregivers. I was talking this morning with a colleague of mine who deals, um, who, who cares for her husband. And she was saying, you know, how much fun the holiday was, uh, Thanksgiving, and how much work it was. Is this something that you've encountered with the caregivers that you're in touch with at ARP? All the time. There's so many mixed feelings. Uh, like you said, the holidays, there's time, there's things that are happening, and so much of it, you know, especially with Thanksgiving, is making a meal and the dishes that the family loves and the cooking and the shopping and the preparing and the cleaning the house. Um, and those are just, uh, you know, everyday stresses maybe people feel in general with the holidays. But for caregivers, um, you know, if your loved one has recently needed more care, perhaps they've gotten a stroke or something, there might be a shift this year in roles. So maybe perhaps you're a friend and her husband, you know, maybe he was the one who always carved the turkey and now this year he can't. And so what would that mean if, you know, there was a kid or if she had to do it and feelings of, you know, things are changing around us and how does it change the holiday traditions? And, um, you know, even if we've lost a loved one, uh, what does it mean to not have them at the table this year? And, and that, you know, with caregivers, it's basically dealing then with the added emotional layer of, of dealing with the logistics and, and changing around for the holidays, which, which is tough. It can be a very difficult time. It's like uh, it, it's this time of, of the season where we ask to be joyful in a sense. And sometimes it's just not as joyful um, because of responsibilities, because you, you, you're saying of, you know, changing roles and expectations. So are there things that uh, caregivers particularly can do to reduce stress? Yeah, I mean, one, uh, it's okay. You don't have to be happy, happy, joy, joy every single part of the day, right? Um, you can decide really what, what means the most to you out of your holiday and what do you need from it. And then just give yourself a break and say, you know what, I'm gonna plan right now that on December 26, I'm going to the movies. That's what I need to do to take a break or de-stress. Um, and also talking with your family ahead of time and saying, hey, you know 
what? It's always so much work to cook. How about this year if I teach you grandma's apple pie recipe and that's something that you can start doing? And so it doesn't have to be just, you know, you're pushing responsibilities on everyone or you've got to totally stop whatever you've enjoyed doing. But maybe this is the year you say it's both a gift to pass on a tradition to someone else in the family or perhaps if if you're taking care of your mother and she was always the one doing apple pie recipes, take that as a time to teach everyone, right? And so then your loved one can be the one teaching the next generation, etc. instead of it feeling as if people have jobs and those jobs get taken away and there's a certain sense of loss, how can we have a little more patience this year um, to mold that into whatever it needs to be? Um, And what I also like to tell caregivers too is if this is the holidays, this is a great time to ask for a caregiving gift. Um, What if this year, instead of the latest Apple Watch, you asked for a couple of hours of a professional caregiver to come in uh, every couple months to give you respite care? Right. Um, What if you asked folks to um, maybe make home repairs around the house, like that chair or putting in a ramp so your loved one can use their wheelchair so it's not so hard or, you know, even remodeling the bathroom? Um, Is that something that you can ask for this year so you don't have to spend as much time lifting your loved one in and out of the bathtub? Maybe they can get in themselves and use a bench or something. The possibilities are limitless, but it's also a great, you know, holidays are a great time to redefine to connect with family and to think what you need as a caregiver and to ask for that now. I, I think you bring some some very good point. I, I, you know, it's funny when uh, when little kids are born, people will give us a gift like babysitting. But we don't often think of caregiving toward adults that uh, as a family member, we can volunteer to give some of our time uh, for the main caregivers. I think another thing that you brought up and I can relate to that is the discussion that we can have. Um, I just visited my parents uh, for Thanksgiving, and we had an interesting discussion about the sadness that they feel at being alone for the holidays. And I felt that even talking about that for me as a caregiver and acknowledging that their sadness is justified, that there's nothing wrong with it, that they're entitled to those feelings, Um, just provided some sense of comfort, even though I can't fix it. I can't make a trip back across the ocean to be with them, you know, for Christmas. Um, I think sometimes as caregiver, we forget that just the power of our words and our attention can be so much. Uh, for the people that we care for. Absolutely. And and like we, you know, started off with, you don't have to be happy, happy, joyful every day. And I think that's what leads to some of the holiday stress is if people are sad or stressed or, you know, whatever we're feeling that's not pure excitement, there's almost guilt or shame that comes with it. Our friend saying, well, you know, buck up. It's, it's Christmas. Why are you being such a Grinch? Um, but you're right. Tough things happen even in November, December, and we can acknowledge those. Um, But also, as you said, capitalizing on that time of the family being together. It's a great time to talk about those feelings. It's also a great time to talk about a caregiving plan. Um, One thing that I recently did with my family is we actually went to Laredo to visit my family, and we brought my grandmother, and we usually are full-time caregivers for her. And when we were there, we actually set up dinners where other family members came by the hotel and got her for dinner. And guess what it did for us? 
gave us a little break, right? Um, you know, aunt number one took her to dinner one day. Cousin number two took her to dinner the second day. She loved getting out of the hotel. She loved connecting with the family. I think they were a little maybe missed sometimes to have to do that all their own. But it was an excellent opportunity for them to see what we do every day. And then that helps lead to other discussions. Hey, don't you see, you know, it was very difficult getting grandma out of the car. I understand now why we might need to look at getting a different car. Or I didn't realize how much her mobility had decreased since last Christmas. Let's talk about what you might need at home to help you out. So it's both, you know, you as the caregiver being able to have those conversations because everyone is in town. Um, But also if you're a family member and you are visiting someone else and they are the primary caregiver, it's getting in that mindset of being mindful of seeing what the changes are and you proactively helping. So as an outside family member who maybe is a secondary caregiver or you're only visiting every once in a while, really start thinking about that. What can I do at the holiday time to reduce stress and how can that carry on throughout the year? Not just, hey, this is the one time I visit Uncle Rudy and that's it and I'm gone. Right. And so what I heard from from your perspective is even a very short visit from other family members and then taking on basically the leading caregiver for a few hours at a time um, every day was actually very welcome. And, and both the, the acknowledge like what you're doing too and they get a taste for it, which I think is something that we hear a lot from caregivers not being acknowledged for the work that they do. Yeah. So I, I think like right across the, the airway right now, I think we should give like a, a big kudo to all caregivers <laughs> who work, you know, day in, day out, you know, to take care of others yeah. because it is such a big job. Other things that caregivers can do for self-care, like in small ways, maybe. Um, I think what we've heard very much from caregivers uh, that that we've interviewed on this show is um, how sometimes they feel they don't have permission to do things for themselves. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, November is National Caregiver Month. Period. So most of your organizations, we've talked about them before, Area Agency on Aging, Baker Rippler, Ju- Baker Ripley, Jewish Family Services, all of those for caregiving month, they go extra. They have extra respite activities. They have extra hours that they can give. Um, they're, the different kind of centers, community centers and adult day uh, options have special activities around Christmas and things like that or, you know, whatever holiday. Um, and so maybe it's just leaning in and saying that the gift you give yourself this year is trying some of those out. Maybe you feel guilty because you don't want to put your family member in a quote-unquote home, right? Or you hear a lot about adult day centers, etc. Maybe the gift is around the holiday season, you know they have a special program, try it out once. Um, Let this be the time that you do that for yourself. Um, And again, you know, with your family in town, if they are offering, say yes. If you feel guilty and someone is picking that up and they are offering, say yes, because that's the gift they want to give you. Um, And it's almost, you know, if you keep pushing people away, what's the message that sends them that you don't think they're worth it or you don't think they can be helpful? And so it's it's about kind of turning it around. other things that caregivers can do, like I said, is block time for yourself. Um, even if it's getting yourself a cup of hot cocoa every day, if that's what you need to do, invest in that joy for yourself. And again, it doesn't have to be this huge, explosive, expensive thing. Um, if it's driving around and looking at Christmas lights, I love doing that with my grandmother, and it's a great activity. I put her in the car, we both get hot cocoa, and we drive around the River Oaks area where they've got the huge light displays around the Galleria. 
that's an easy time to just distress and appreciate those joyful moments without it having to be more work in this big elaborate thing. I think you're bringing a very good point here, which is uh, sometimes the difficulty we have around the roles and expectations during the holiday. And when you bring saying yes, I think that in a sense, holidays are, are very often about tradition and there's something wonderful about tradition. And at the same time, tradition is based on habits and we feel that we have to hang on to those. Uh, one discussion that, that came up with, with my own parents was, well, they don't feel like the holidays are the holidays anymore because, you know, not many people are around. And the discussion was exactly what you said. What if you tried something different this year? Yeah. What if you went to a Christmas service, you know, even though you haven't attended in years and maybe you'll meet some other people. And, and that's what you were talking about. Yeah. Saying yes for the holiday to something. To something or just really giving yourself time right now to reflect and say, what did, what do I get most out of the holiday? You know, I love what you said that we've gotten caught up in these habits and habits build up over time, etc. But for example, um, the Christmas meal is really big in my family and we get really excited to cook it. And I think every year we get really excited and then we cook 12 and 15 courses and etc. And, you know, a good question this year would be, what do we really like most and what do we want to cook? right? If it's the turkey, let's do that. And then maybe we cater in some of the other items. Or maybe we ask the family members, and heck, you know, I make Brussels sprouts and salad on all sorts of vegetables every year. And guess how many people eat those? One, two, two, (laughs) right. We throw away half of it. Why don't we just be honest with ourselves this year and say, hey, we want the turkey, the mashed potatoes, and the mac and cheese. And that's it. And guess what? That 15-course meal that took hours and hours, now it's a three-course meal, and we're probably going to get the same amount of joy out of sharing that meal together. Um, Also, but like you said, uh, one of the really special things I heard um, was I didn't realize that one of the LGBT bars in town host a Thanksgiving lunch, and that actually they they cater it in from Luby's and apparently about 100, 115 people go to that bar and they eat together. And it's this big thing and you see friends that you see sometimes and you make new friends and there's these community tables. And for for example, our LGBT caregivers or family members who, who may not have that extended family, they love it. They love it because they get that sense of community. And so like you said, there's opportunities out there if we're willing to branch out and do a little research and do something that, you know what, Maybe it's not what um, looks like Christmas or Hanukkah on TV, but it doesn't matter what it looks like on TV. It matters what we need to get out of that holiday. I think you have a very good point here. What if we could drop a little bit, uh, kind of lower the standard, right? And who makes up those standards, right? You're right. They're on television. They're on magazine. But we cannot all have the Martha Stewart Christmas. And and I think there's a a, a very big uh, point there is sometimes with caregiving the situation it's just not so happy for the holiday and maybe that's okay too it's like maybe it's okay to not feel you know all perky for the holiday that maybe the sense of connection is more important than the perkiness uh, that there is joy in the connection uh, very often yeah and what I really really want to get back to too is capitalize on the holiday spirit both, um, you know, different religious organizations, different community centers, volunteer groups, everyone is feeling very giving around the holidays. And it's okay to accept that. And it's okay to accept what you need and give in other ways. Um, And what I really want to come back to is family, friends, let them, you know, tell them exactly that. I want a free coupon this year. 
for two hours of take a break time, right? It, again, it doesn't have to be expensive, but if you can't ask now, if you can't put it on your holiday wish list, um, then when can you, right? When is, uh, there's never a good time and the holidays are good enough time to start asking while people are around and in that mood. Hear this, folks. This is the holiday. Get your Santa's list out here and just write what you want. The first step to getting there is to actually getting some clarity as to what you might want to get through the caregiving years to make you the person you're caring for feeling loved and cared for and for yourself to be able to carry on the task because it is a big task. Um, so... Um, Isabel, um, that's about all the time we have. Um, but before we go on, what's your last piece of advice for our caregivers listening before heading home for the holidays? I think you said it perfectly. It's the holiday season. Get that wish list out. Think about what you've been wanting all year, big or small, that would make your life easy. Put it out there and let your loved ones, be it your church community, your synagogue, your loved ones, your friends, whoever that may be, Whoever is helping you in life is, is who's going to help you. And don't get so ca- caught up on kind of the perfect Christmas or the Martha Stewart Christmas or the whatever Hanukkah. Really think about what it means for you. And when you get to the end of this holiday, what are you going to be happiest that you did or acknowledged for yourself, even if it's not the happiest of happy moments? And just let's do that together this holiday. All right, you've heard it today, spoken by Isabel Longoria with the ARP Houston office. Isabel, thank you so much. Anytime. So Isabel was our guest last year. Um, and by the way, we will be taking a holiday break ourselves. Uh, we are going to take a few weeks to regroup, think about the important caregiving um, topics that we want to tackle for next year. So you may not... Uh, find us on air for a couple of weeks Um, and uh, we will be coming back in January with a whole new lineup of guests, tips and resources just for you but don't forget if you're traveling around or you just need a break or you just want to hear our voices because we're here for you you can go back and listen to our entire catalog of episodes for free on Prepare to Care podcast at iTunes, SoundCloud, or at www.arp.org slash HoustonPTC. I'm going to repeat that. It's www.arp.org slash HoustonPTC. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful holiday. And as always, thanks for caring.